Welcome to Managing Marketing, and today I have a chance to sit down with Peter Miller, CEO of News Media Works. Welcome, Peter. Thanks, Aaron. We go back a long way. I was we thinking do. about uh, <laughs> the fact that we're, we're actually friends from last century. We're friends from last century, and we were in different jobs then. We were, very were different jobs. You were creative director of JWT, as I recall. That's right. And where were you? News? Probably or ACP, Fairfax. I think. Oh, ACP. Probably my first employee, which was, and my first employer was ACP Magazines. And I, I was there for 13 years, so I think I met you in my in the first phase of my career. Well, it's... Uh, Back when I knew very little. Well, but I think when we both knew very little. <laughs> but uh, now you're the CEO of News Media yeah. Works, and... Uh, you know, it, it's such a uh, it's such an interesting area. This idea of the role of news, and especially news media in uh, advertising, it must be uh, quite a, a dynamic area to be working. Yeah, look, it's very exciting. I mean, there's a little bit of nostalgia for me. I studied media under Professor Henry Mayer at Sydney University. Started my career working for the Packer Magazine organisation, then went to News and Fairfax and then worked for the Stokes Controlled Pacific. So I spent 25, 27 years in, in media. Um, and the time that I, if I look back, and then I went into technology for a, a long period of time before taking on this role. The thing that I, I can say to people without fear of contradiction is that I had the most fun working in the newspaper companies, the big news, because mm. they really hum, and news is important. And, and it was at the heart of my sort of university interest. So, uh, news media is a, a fascinating area because it's evolving and transitioning and because it's exciting and, and affects people's lives. And it's a, still a big commercial, you know, very big commercial uh, business. So the, uh, the organisation you work for could easily have a question mark put at the end of it, which is news media works. <laughs> so it certainly does. It, does. Yeah, well, no, does it, it should have an exclamatory behind it, Darren, <laughs> not, not a question mark. Uh, no, I, look, news media is... Uh, it's uh, it's um, a very powerful medium. I mean, it's imbued with uh, a sort of um, journal of record status. That news news media comprises. I mean, it runs across newspapers, uh, obviously news websites, and and the related apps and access points for online digital delivery of news. But then news media. I mean, it occurs on television and then news radio. Um, but but we represent the news publishers, the traditional newspaper mm. publishers, and and fifty percent of their audience is now uh, reach is now accessing the news brands, the the news uh, content online. It's a little more than fifty percent actually, about fifty five forty five. Mm. Um, and so news media is enjoyed, but we're doing. I mean, our members or our our pay, our our patrons, our shareholders are doing what everyone else is doing. They're giving people the content they want in the format and at the time they want it. The reason I said the, the question mark is because, you know, the biggest uh, story going around as far as uh, news media is fake news. Yes. You know, this whole concept of fake news. Yeah, We've even got the leader of the free world referring yeah. to the news media as the fake news media. Yes, look, it's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and why is that? Um, well, uh, he's targeted really what what the leader of the free world is doing is shaming 
um, the New York Times primarily, but he's, he's equally detested the Washington Post because these are uh, papers of national importance that are reporting on the facts and, and really investing heavily in holding not just the President of the United States to account, but, but everyone in the United States government to account and indeed everyone in the United States business and community to account. And he detests, I think, the transparency that they bring to um, what goes on. And, and, um, and he, he accuses them of producing fake news when we all know that fake news really exists online uh, and especially on, on, on Facebook and, and it can be easily searched and people are doctoring up content. So I think people are addled and that's why there's... It's really worked for the New York Times who are now running a campaign on, on, on uh, the importance of news and the importance of finding the truth. The truth is hard. Is their, is their campaign kind of uh, sting? Well, it's working uh, economically, for them. isn't it? Because they're it getting is. a huge number of uh, subscribers. In the time of digital subscriptions, they're, yeah. they're heaving. Yeah. And the Washington Post is heaving. Of course, the Washington Post shouldn't be considered an exemplar because he's owned by you know, one of the world's, I think, the world's richest chap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's invested He's just been named but, as but, the richest. But yeah. he's doing a good job running a news media organisation. And the Wall Street Journal is 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 uh, promoting itself on the basis of balance. You know, they're running this beautiful red and white campaign, a red and blue campaign. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, mm. come to the Wall Street Journal, you'll find the truth here. So, in fact, it's spawned a, not an editorial response, but a marketing response. And in the age of digital subscriptions, people are saying, "Yeah, I want it. I want that balance. I want the truth." And and they're prepared to buy well, it. Well, I want a perspective that comes yes. with some credibility. That's right. That whether you yeah you know, whether you believe it or not, at least it's a perspective. Yes, and I think the the other so there's a few papers that are New York Times chief amongst them that have absolutely profited from being attacked, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and then I think the whole of the news media uh, firmament has done well because consumers are now troubled. I mm. mean, they're troubled not just because of the rise of fake news. Many of them, right across the demographics, know that you can play with digital images and play with digital words and, and play with formats. You don't know where it's coming from, but you know if you're getting it in a newspaper or a news website that's run by a company that's just down the road and has its head office in Holt Street or Piermont or whatever, mm. they know that, that, that that's, be, that, that's, that's well, happened. It's a brand. Yeah, the masthead is yeah. a brand, and many, many of these brands and mastheads have been around for you know, more than a century yep. and they've built a uh, reputation yep. for you know being reliable yeah well you know? put. that's exactly and right. i think that's that's how it works it, it's interesting because you know in many ways do you think it was because of the commercialization especially in the latter part of the 20th century and 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 now the commercialization of media you know when we got to 24-hour news cycles with tele you know news television and Mm. and um the the advertising was paying for it that people actually forget that journalism is one of the pillars of democracy i think i think probably less likely now because people are being reminded every day that uh that if it wasn't for journalists we wouldn't know what was going on and uh, great stories like you know the work the Washington Post did in the Watergate and Vietnam years, and the work that the Sydney Morning Herald and and, and the Australian are doing uncovering wrongdoing, public interest journalism, mm. uh, which has to be funded and is funded by advertising and mm. and consumer subscriptions, 
and and cover price sales because you know there's still very sizable cover price revenue. But I, but I wonder if people took it for for granted because of the that sort of very obvious commercialisation. You know, we've had uh, media companies became very high profile and it was all about, you know, share prices mm. and value. Yes. But when in actual fact, at the very core of a media company is a inherent responsibility to be that fourth estate, to be a yes. pillar of democracy, as it's practised in Westminster and the US yes. and, and Australia. Yeah, look, I think you're probably right. You know, um, uh, I think people did take it for granted when these companies were thriving and their attention was distracted by the great valuations and the profitability and so on. But the, that 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 was that was they're very much at the heart of. You know, you've got the government, you've got the judiciary, you've got the armed forces, and you've got the papers, and you've got journalists. And then the church was the other and, one and that the was church, in there. But, uh, and, and the church. Well, the church's relevance, of course, has dimmed. Yeah, of course. And, be, and, and why is that? For, for many of the same reasons that politicians uh, are, are distrusted. Pe- people, are, you know, people are addled by the inability now to trust institutions. Mm. Yeah, trust has decreased mm. and we've seen it decrease every year. I, I think that, you know, we've done, without peddling research which favours our media, uh, you know, shamelessly... We've invested in some trust research and newspapers and news websites are trusted more than the run of the web and more than social media and more than search and more than every other medium. But I think one of the reasons that trust is now becoming such an important thing is because it's been breached so often. I mean, you've got the bank inquiry, uh, you've got breaches of trust by institutions like the churches. I I think it's become, I think it's no accident that, that people are now you know, these stories are being broken by news media organisations of repute, and that's where people can go. I mean, the Facebook scandal around Cambridge Analytica was broken by The Guardian, mm. a proper newspaper, investigative journalism. Proper, proper journalism, yeah. Yeah, going at it for a year, being threatened by, you know, Facebook, being threatened by this former company called Cambridge Analytica, which theoretically doesn't exist anymore. And... Um, and I think people are now beginning to realise that the that 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 they can tr- they 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 are returning to printed journals and their related websites for a good reason. It's because they they can rely on what's in them. Well, and the reason I bring it up is mm. that um, you know I think people have forgotten that to be a media proprietor when you know in the times of Randolph Hearst and and the rest, so the very early days, there was a huge social responsibility. Uh, that that they were held account to. Likewise, when uh, even TV licences were given out, there's a huge responsibility to provide news coverage, Mm. even through TV and radio. Uh, It's interesting now that it's actually what was the traditional print media, and I know newspapers are only one way that uh, news journalism is actually distributed. It's largely also digital now. But it's still that mechanism that actually sets the news agenda for the day, isn't it? Because you see, whatever you read on the front page of the Sydney Morning Herald or the Australian or the, the Telegraph or the Age will then be the stuff that they're talking about on the television stations and then they're on the radio stations and, and the like. You know, it really yeah. is that's where the news cycle starts. Yeah, I think in one, in one way, I think... Editors of daily newspapers, particularly the metropolitan papers and the, and the nationals, probably get infuriated that 
that the talkback radio people are basically reading their content straight off their pages. But on the other hand, they should be sending them a thank you note. They just they don't they don't get credited for it. But I think consumers are wise to the fact that you know what's being said on the radio is is what's in the papers and how did it get there? Well, that, okay. So that that raises another interesting point from my perspective, which is that I think people should be credited, that mm-hmm. the source of news should be credited. And, and one of the issues we're facing with, let's call them the aggregators, the digital aggregators, is that although they run the name of the source there as a credit or acknowledging it, that the revenue that is generated isn't actually passed back to the people that created that content in the first place. No, that's right. That's right. It's a it's an uneven playing field, and of course, these organisations have great market power and great market share. And in the early days of the web, there were there there were there was a tendency to produce a lot of content, put it on the web because it was a fantastic marketing platform. But as the, the as well it was the, free, the, the big platforms have have developed and grown. That's right, and and now they're profiting from this content. Mm. Um, but there's no mechanism whereby that, that the, the content generators are remunerated. And so, there are different different people proposing different models about how that can be rectified. But. Well, um, you know, because I gave uh, evidence along with Denise Ravel at the Senate um, uh, hearing into public interest journalism. And the example I used, which I actually got from Paul McIntyre, you know, the... Uh, sure. Uh, Paul McIntyre said to me, you know, imagine if uh, Foxtel came along and lifted Four Corners from the ABC and ran it on Foxtel with 13 minutes of advertising sprinkled because Four Corners goes for 45 minutes. So it's perfectly set up to make it into a one-hour show and put 15 minutes of advertising and then turn around to the national broadcaster and go, thanks for the content, (laughs) we're keeping the advertising revenue. Yeah, yeah. ABC. Well, yeah. yeah it's I'm four sure corners, be, ABC. I'm sure they'd be satisfied with that. <laughs> yeah, and yet that's what no, that's, that's literally exactly what's, what's happening. happening every day. Yes, through you know the uh, the digital aggregators yeah. like Facebook and, and Google. Yeah, look, I think we're at an end game there. I, you know, there's a lot of focus on this. Both, I mean, Google have taken some actions that are, that have been important in terms of returning um, some equity to to the content. Producers to the content oh, originators with with okay. um, yeah they're 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 developing subscription offers. They removed the one click free, which basically waived every consumer of news on Google straight through through every paywall in the world. Um, that that's been eliminated largely due to pressure from publishers, largely mm-hmm. due to pressure from Robert Thompson and and Rupert Murdoch, uh, who 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 have been very vocal. Um, and and so Google have Google have um, and Google obviously work with publishers to help generate revenues. They sell them tech, they're involved in programmatic. So there's a lot of action there. It's by no means solved the problem, but there's movement and these things, mm. this could take a while to play out. Then you've got Facebook talking about changing its models and, and, um, and uh, recognising that news and or- original public interest journalism is important to them, to their users, to the world, to the community. And they're more talking than doing. We haven't seen much action yet, but but, but the narratives change. And in the middle of that, you've got the ACCC inquiry, yeah, which shines a sharp, you know, shines a light, and um, and uh, and can only, I think, the best thing about the ACCC inquiry is it'll it'll it'll, ha- it'll it'll hasten these conversations, 
and and, the, and 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 help with the dialogue between news media originators and the platforms. Well, let's hope it gets to the point where you know the flow of income can yeah. be reinvested back into the very yeah. engine that drives this, which is quality journalism. Yeah, I think there's yeah. been some baby steps, but that's all they that's all they are at the moment. But I think there's there'll be the tom toms are, are, are beating and um, and. Uh, you know, I think the best outcome is is a commercial outcome. Mm. We don't want to win by by appealing. We want to win. We want to succeed by winning, and 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 succeed on the merits of our offer. As long as it's a level playing field. Yeah. And it hasn't been up to now. Though it's interesting. I just read uh, LinkedIn is yeah. actually building their own network of uh, journalists to generate original journalistic content on LinkedIn. Right. No, I wasn't aware of that. So that's really interesting. Well, that, that makes them a publisher then. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think they've recognised that uh, that it isn't enough to just collate, you know, um, yeah. uh, user content. Yeah. That there is a role for them to, especially, you know, they're they're in a, a business publisher. They're in the business category. Yeah, they and do provide. I I'm not a. I mean, I'm a LinkedIn enthusiast, but I I'm not a LinkedIn user. I'm a full metal jacket user yeah. of it. Um. And I wasn't aware of that. I was aware that they collate, you know, provide opportunities, and, and there are there's valid. It's a good way to find information about business. Mm. They're starting. To, um, they're recruiting uh, editors and journalists to uh, globally, um, who will be then uh, generating uh, original content. Right. On issues oh, and and publishing right. that into the format, the um, platform. Well, it's certainly a better result than nicking other people's content <laughs> to become de rigueur. Well, there's even a few publishers that are known to do that. Well, <laughs> and Facebook, are, Facebook, of course, have announced that they're hiring fact checkers, which yeah. is a relief since the algorithms have been doing such a poor job. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Uh, don't you think it's ironic that Facebook is using newspapers and uh, outdoor to uh, communicate the fact that they're against fake news and against fake accounts and, you know, they've gone to the very media that uh, the digital uh, world says is dead to communicate the fact that, um, you know, they're yeah. doing something about it. Yeah, but perhaps their next campaign will say we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it doesn't surprise me that they're going outside their own medium to, to, to uh, promote a new credential, which is that, you know, we're sorry, we didn't mean it, we're going to get better. Um, uh, in point of fact, they're using outdoor television and cinema, I think, and, and, and I'm unaware of a com- big commitment to newspapers, which is a shame because newspapers are the most trusted media and they're campaigning for, uh, uh, for what they hope will be a newfound trust in them. They're going to do better. But, they are, but it does not surprise me they've gone to traditional media and gone outside their own media because it would be very, I mean, just intellectually, it would be like walking, it would be like a, just a public apology. Mm. Dear users, it'd be like Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg standing up again, once again to say, I'm sorry, we should have done better. I'm sorry, we should have done better. Sorry, it wasn't this campaign in newspapers. What they did run in newspapers was Mark oh, Zuckerberg's apology, apology yes. ran in all of the major newspapers yes. in the US. Yeah, for, for, yeah absolutely. And, and, but and not for this all campaign, the right you're right. No, no, that's correct. Sorry, no, I misunderstood you. I yeah, thought yeah. you were talking about this recent campaign, yeah. which I know all the newspaper publishers are very busy knocking on 
at the, their agency's door to, to get to get a, a piece of that business. Um, uh, but yeah, it, on the face of it, it's, it's ironic. But on the on the other face of it, it's completely logical, isn't it? Yeah. Because you these these are I mean newspapers are a canvas. Um, a letter of apology, which is that big, says, I'm really sorry. So there's something McLuhan-esque about that. It's unmissable, page three, page five, page seven, page 11, whatever it was, page it was on. And you go wall to wall across America, or if you go wall to wall across Australia, uh, you know, you know, with, a, a pay, with, a, with an early general news full page ad, that's a powerful way to communicate. And it, and it is written down. Mm. And even, even if it's in the digital news websites, you know, very powerful way to communicate. It's not the same thing as a hair parting full page ad in broad, every broadsheet and every tabloid in the country. So it kind of made sense to me. And, um, you know, probably there was a little bit of strategic advice to say, well, you know, what's the best way for us to get emissions out in a big way uh, in, in, in trusted media in a way which is going to be remembered and, and get talked about? And of course, it has been talked about as well. We're talking about it now, happily. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I say ironic because it's interesting how the the big digital players have always positioned themselves as this is the platform for the future. This will be the only platform. You know, they have this vision of that uh, this will be the consolidation of everything you'll ever need. And that's why even in their own business development, yeah. they just keep adding additional things into the platform so that you know you can buy things through the platforms you can uh, yeah, book tickets through the platform do all of this that your life will be this platform and uh, probably the one that's most successful at it is amazon yes and they're also a ad media player you know so it's it's interesting from my perspective that you know for an industry that's all about digital first yeah. That when the time came, when the push came to shove, when the uh, the, the the chips were down, they reverted back to yeah. using traditional mediums yeah. outside of their digital platforms to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was obviously very rewarding, and and there wouldn't be a a news media organisation in the world that hasn't celebrated the fact. And um, and it's also yet another example of advertisers coming back to using newspapers as an impact medium mm. and that is happening and the numbers are showing that we're seeing we've seen um, we're seeing good good growth in communities regionals and national papers and uh, the metros won't be far behind them so I think but I, but I think in that particular case and in the case of the KFC campaign people forget that it's it's there's craft in advertising, you know, it's not just about the medium, it's about the message. And uh, that was a perfect place to publish a letter. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is interesting uh, also the way... I mean, you wouldn't publish it out. I mean, I don't get the outdoor. The, like, you, 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 you'd be 100 crashes an hour if someone well, was trying to read a letter. letter. It's, a, <laughs> it's a very short letter, the ones that they're... they're yeah, not when you're doing 100 kilometres an hour down a freeway in America. Well, and also, uh, uh, certainly the campaign that's running in Australia, most of it is street furniture. So it's targeted at people yeah. standing there waiting for something. Yes. So Being reassured, thankfully, of the, the important great good, great and good. Well, it's, uh, it's also interesting because one of the things, especially about outdoor, is that it's very public. 
You know, you are yeah. putting your message no, I, out in the public, right? I and agree more with so that. than any other medium, it is mm. out there in yeah. public. And uh, standing there naked, really, aren't they? Then back onto their own uh, digital platforms comes all the photos of the sites that have been uh, vandalised yes. to put the negative connotation of what they're trying to achieve yes. back onto the onto. Uh, yeah, I mean, in fairness, I think you're. At, I think you make. You know, we, we talk a lot about the positives about newspapers and news websites, and trust is one of them, and impacts another, and reach is another. There are lots of terrific qualities, but they're shared by other media. Other media have reach propositions. Other media have impact propositions. And I think, you know, whereas the newspaper is a journal of record and things get written down and I can understand that Mark Zuckerberg led a running in it. I also get that you, you make you make a very powerful point that, you know, outdoor media is it's a public apology. Mm. It's more public even than in the paper. Because in the pa- papers are one to one media. You know, I'm reading it and I'm believing it or I'm not. But in, in the outdoor world, it's for every everyone it, there's a lot of incidental readership. Everyone's standing public, there looking at it saying yeah. Gee, they must have screwed up. Look how big that apology <laughs> is. Fake news is not our friend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't. I don't doubt the. I don't doubt the the authenticity in that. But but the, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And we don't. We they may not like fake news, but they haven't been able to stop it happening. And algorithms won't do it because algorithms have enabled it. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's a you know. I'll I'll believe it when I see it happen and when they when they hit rate gets back to nothing, which is how much fake news occurs in a paper. This is, uh, that, uh, this is a good point about algorithms and artificial intelligence, because every time there's either an algorithm or a, a mechanism of learning, there are ways to game it. You know, yes. that, that's, that's the beauty of uh, yes. certainly the human mind, is that it uh, can be used for greatness and yes. it can be incredibly devious we as well. Used for evil. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, look. I mean, I you know I worked in technology for a long time, and uh, and the fact of the matter is, you know, for every hundred uh, nerds at Facebook, there's a hundred nerds trying to break it. Yeah. And you know, you, someone comes up, it's just red rag to it's an invitation to come play. These people, you know, they're not they're they're sort of nerd like trolls, aren't they? Hmm. They are energized by any promise. Well, it's a challenge. This they is can't the, be beaten. Yeah, this is the challenge. You know, as soon as someone says we're going to eliminate or we're going to minimize X, hmm. then it throws down the gauntlet oh. for everyone else to go. Okay, we're going yeah. to work out how to break that. Yeah, because like, as soon as they do, there's a there's a huge kudos. It's an incitement. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But that, one of the other things is the, re, the way that different media are actually judged, you know, around a, a, accountability. Yeah. So, you know, I read an article recently where someone was complaining about the accountability of outdoor, you know, because those big sites, they just do a traffic count of the number of people that drive past the site, and that's the viewability. You know, um, newspapers, circulation, readership figures, people are always going, oh, but, you know, how, how could you prove that it's yeah. 2.3 readers per copy sold and, and things like that? And yet yeah. we've just had Facebook uh, announce that in, I think it was three or six months, they eliminated almost a billion fake accounts. Yes. And yet I didn't hear anyone sort of screaming and, and I haven't seen the investment in Facebook disappear mm-hmm. like I think it would if 
TV, newspapers or magazines suddenly said, oh, almost 50% of our numbers are actually fake. Yes. Look, <laughs> you, the whole issue of um, fake accounts and fake... I mean, fake news is one thing, fake accounts is another. Obviously, there are question marks about the, the real delivery of Facebook to, on advertiser investments because... They don't subject themselves to third-party metrics, but there's talk that they are moving to an agreement in the United States, and no doubt as a global company. But that's what I say, you know, Facebook, we're hearing a lot of encouraging things, but we aren't, we're not seeing them. Um, and But I, I've been surprised by the silence of the market, um, the big media agencies, the big, big personalities in the media, you know... Um, I've been surprised that there hasn't been more. We, we've obviously beaten the drum about that and, and, uh, and asked for the questions to be asked. And, you know, I think I, mean, I was quoted in the Herald as saying, I, I'd be wanting my money back if I learned that. Um, now, if Facebook have a different narrative, they say that, you know, they're, 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 you know for 14 years they've been um, witnessing people creating fake accounts for commercial reasons and they're onto them within two or three days. And, and these accounts, the, these accounts don't affect their total user base because they get created and they get wiped, they get created and they get wiped. But this just goes back to the fact that they're being gamed. And I think in a less spectacular way, the advertising business is being gamed too because they don't know. I mean, there is no independent measurement mm. of delivery of the, the claims that Facebook make. Um, and that's that's a, oh, that's the bigger issue, you know. It's even bigger than the fake accounts thing because no doubt there's one story here and another way of interpreting it there. You know, if if, if a billion fake accounts get created and they're gone three seconds later, they ne they didn't exist materially, but they probably did move some dough. Hmm. And there are no, you know, there there's no doubt about that. So I think it is. I, I think um, I think the traditional media are held more to account, and of course there are some government regulations. You know, we're, 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 our media, outdoor television, there are all kinds of government accountabilities. And when I say the government, I mean the public. Mm. And um, these big apparitions from around the, from, from, from the globe in the, in the digital world aren't held to account in the same way. And, they, and, and everyone seems to accept failure. Look, and that was my point, was that it the level of accountability and the reaction to that accountability seems to be disproportionate. Mm. Yes. You know, because uh, to move from diaries to people counters, to move from audited circulation to um, uh, surveyed readership numbers, there's always great inter uh, interrogation and interest. and interest and criticism. Yeah. yeah. And when we could be talking about incremental percentage points difference. Yeah. And here we've got an example yes. of a digital platform where we're talking close to, you know, if they've got 2.2 billion well, that's half. users and a, billion is a, half. a billion's almost a half, that's right. uh, why aren't people running down the street per, you know, with pitchforks and, and flaming torches going, what the hell have you been doing to it us? It beats all me. But, but it's just like, is it apathy? Is it just, uh, oh, yeah, they'll get it right? I'm not, I'm, I really can't understand. And because I keep saying to myself, you know, if any other medium did this, if any other mediums, 
were coming clean. Yeah, that's right. All those numbers we've been giving you, they're almost yeah, double what they really are. We've been overcharging by 100% for 10 years. Sorry. Yeah, we're, but, so we're but gonna, we fixed it, so let's get on. We're going we're to do better. <laughs> Look, I, I don't have an answer to that question. But you I, must... I really don't. I'm, are you I'm, incredulous? I'm, I am incredulous. <laughs> I'm incredulous because, you know, if there was a rating shift, you know, five or six years ago, of, of, a, of a full percentage point, there'd be discussions about rebates. Yeah. You know, market share, oh, you didn't deliver. Uh, readership figures, don't, you know, head south, which I'm glad to report they aren't, but if readership figures move south on a publication, there's going to be a conversation about it. Um, and uh, and uh, that's that's the media agency's job. Mm. And uh, I'm so, and look, look, you know, maybe these conversations are being had you know, one-to-one, mano a mano, mm. media agency to Facebook rep, poor, haggard, beaten up, uh, under-remunerated Facebook rep. <laughs> I don't know. But I sure aren't, I am sure not reading it in the trade press. No. I am sure not reading that uh, this is a scandal. Yeah. And, 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 and I ask the same question as you. I don't have that answer. It beats me. Double and- standard. And obviously, you know, representing uh, News Media Works, you would be looking towards quite a positive future for, uh, for you know, public interest journalism and news media as a, a medium. But what do you think is going to be the game changer, if anything, that, that will get this balance, get this level playing field, get people focused back on paying and investing in having what we could easily lose? Yeah, look, I think the I think this topic's being widely and brightly illuminated now by by discussions like this and and and, and discussions being had in Senate inquiries and, and and papers being published by academics and conversations and submissions. I mean, there are I think I don't know how many submissions there were to the ACCC inquiry, but they're all logged up on the site. Right. They can all be read. I think there's a lot of conversations, and I think um, at a community level, at a business level. And at a government level, uh, there's and 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 at a commercial level between the players, there are conversations, and and they're being had, and I, and I think they'll lead us to a much better place. In the meantime, um, I think that the rattled state of the community in terms of trust in institutions and trust in in uh, the digital platforms has pushed has 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 done our members a great favour, and we're seeing definite interest from agencies and direct advertisers back in, in our printed products, which is very exciting. Digital has been growing anyway. I mean, the digital news websites, you know, produce 25 or 30% of the news media's revenues. That's going to grow to 40. Eventually, it'll be 50. Um, what's especially pleasing is that, you know, print, uh, print advertising was in severe negative growth for five years. And it's now sh- and it's now shaping up again, and, mm-hmm. and in some sectors growing again. So, I, I think there's lots to be excited about. And and there's another thing, and that is that winning is a habit. And the sales organisations in the news media organisa- in our news media companies, you know, they've been getting a beating, missing targets, been hard to predict negative growth for years. They're suddenly on the up, hitting targets. They're excited. And there's nothing like a thousand enthusiastic salespeople out harassing the media agencies for share. To change things, mm. and uh, you know, I think that's not not insignificant. Mm. Story's good, the metrics are good, readership's sound. There's trust has come into the equation. 
doubts come into the equation around digital and the run of the web is considered a bit dodgy. People are worried about whether they're getting, you know, whether their money's really going to meet the eyeballs, the measurements not there in Facebook. Um, and uh, and uh, I think there's a, I think the tide's definitely changed, definitely turned. Well, it's We're good. excited. Yeah, look, I, it's good to hear because, you know, I, I'm someone that believes that, uh, you know, for us in, in this time to have a strong democracy requires strong public interest journalism. Yes. And, and uh, journalistic infrastructure that holds those in power accountable. Mm. Um, I wish that people could see that that was something worth investing in, as in, you know, paying for, because ultimately it will only survive if the, we get the economics right. And from what you're saying, there seems to be enough of a change that, uh, yep. that that's going to happen. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it hope. Hope, as we know, is not a strategy. Um, but but there is there are definite signs. I, I mean, uh, I know Paul Murray quite well, and he's got a great description for it. He says, Pete, journalism isn't a self a self sourcing pudding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, public interest journalism is hard to do. You know, mm. the truth is hard. That's the New York Times trade advertising, beautifully beautifully executed campaign. Truth is hard. It's hard to uncover. Um, Those journalists are the best. They're not kids. They're expensive. They're they're serious players. These stories take a long time to, you know, to to work through. Um, You've got lawyers all over them because... Defamation. Problems. Mm. (laughs) You know, public interest journalism is so vital and and, and it mainly happens, you know, on the news floors. And... uh, uh, and 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 to be fair, there is public ju- interest journalism in an investigation on television, and and, and that includes the ABC. But um, it mainly happens in the newsrooms because that's where most of the journalists are employed. And but for them, we'd be putting our faith in politicians uh, and uh, and the judiciary and no one else. Because uh, I think that speaking of politicians, the government's just uh, about to hand out the money that they've uh, collected to support uh, public interest journalism. One of the things that uh, Nick Xenophon negotiated before he left the Senate was, yep. uh, was it'll be great if uh, that actually brings new journalists and, uh, yeah. and helps develop new talent. Because all yeah, I think it's going into regional media especially, is it not? Yeah, I, well, they've got some criteria. Because that's where the vulnerabilities have been greatest. Media. Yeah, it has yeah. to be Australian media because all we've heard about over the last five, ten years is uh, you know newsrooms getting cut. So you know to actually yeah. bring some uh, fresh talent and recruit people back into the industry yeah. has to be a positive thing. Diversity yeah. is one of the things that makes journalism great. Yeah, and look, uh, I was very rewarded to read the other day that Fairfax is uh, recruiting twenty um, apprent- uh, cadets. Yeah. Which is just fantastic, and because they're the. See, they're it's the, been they're so the long you'd forgotten what they were called. They're, they're the you almost <laughs> called them apprentice journalists. <laughs> I did. I did. Well, they are effectively apprentice journalists, aren't they? Yeah, it's got a fancy name. Yeah. Like, like, a bit like being in the army, um, but uh, the army of truth. But um, 
that's fantastic news, and, and they're the Walkley Award winners of the future. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you, you know, it takes a while to get to be a Walkley Award winner, there are very few, very very few Walkley Awards handed out to. Oh, that or luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there's luck in everything, isn't there? <laughs> the um, harder I try, the luckier I get. But yeah, ex- exactly, this is Warren Buffett. No, the harder I work, the luckier mm. I get. Um, I think Warren Buffett said. Um, uh, look, uh, I, I think. Um, I think regional publications, of course, didn't have the big national advertising dollars behind them. So they've had, they had local businesses and retail to rely on. And, um, and there's much smaller markets, much, much more finely tuned businesses. And they've, they've suffered the most. And, of course, Facebook is now after their, what's left of their mm. income. And uh, so I, I, I don't think the big end of town can be expecting too many handouts from Mr. Xenathon. Well, he's gone <laughs> based now. On, but the, the based on his initiative, but, but um, you know, the fourth estate. But, but I, think the, I think the regional publications, they're very important things in the mm. communities, aren't they? You know, and not just to the farmers. It's not just rural, it's the high street. Yeah. It's the towns and country. Uh, suburbs as well. You know, suburban newspapers yeah. have suffered. Um, and, you know, I think it's important that uh, we have a thriving uh, journalistic yeah. infrastructure to keep the councils uh, honest no, and that's to keep true. the state governments honest and keep the yeah. federal government Well, it did honest. wonders in Auburn. <laughs> that's true. Pete, we've run, run out of time. It's great catching up. Run out of time and run out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite. But, a very uh, enjoyable conversation, Darren. Uh, one last question. Uh, what's your uh, preferred newspaper then? Mm-hmm.